0: Faith is disturbing. Believe it.
1: Okay! What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 346 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Hello! This week, we're geeking out about Street Fighter VI, this is open beta. Yeah! A Transformers movie we actually care about. Once. I'm excited, <laughs> and the writer strike. There are no puns in uh on our little like intro. Yeah, thing. Usually oh, well. we throw some wordplay in there.
0: It's kind of uh, hard to joke about serious <laughs> stuff, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah, Transformers is very important to me. um Rodimus Prime.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Let's. Oh, also we probably need to apologize. We did not have an episode last week. Uh, we all just needed a day. Yeah, it was just I was I was super sick. I can kind of hear it in my voice now that like we're recording and I'm actually talking. Um, I'm still a little under the weather, um, and we just needed to kind of take a break. It was much needed. Yeah, work and stuff getting in the way, uh, but we'll get into the video games that we've been playing. For me, Chain Echoes. Hopefully, getting to play Tears of the Kingdom soon and get to talk about that. But uh, Chain Echoes. I, oh, I I did actually want to, I want to hang on Chain Deco's for a minute. Uh, I've gotten to the part of the game, I guess it's kind of like split up into halves. Okay. And, um, so the first part is like very RPG-esque, what you're used to. And then there are mech suits in the game, and so you unlock them kind of halfway through the game. And it's a totally different combat system.
0: That's cool. Whoa. Yeah.
1: I'm really enjoying it. I've looked at critiques, and a lot of people don't like it for some reason. I think what's going to happen is it's going to be very repetitive, which totally makes sense. There seems to be a lot less, like, element stuff, elemental mm. stuff, and it's kind of just you hit them, they hit you back. Oh, but okay. the fact that the combat is completely, like, changed on me has been really cool. Um, you had this kind of gauge that you needed to be in. You needed to stay under what they call, like, overheating. And now you have these gears because it's a mech suit. And so it's kind of you need to keep yourself in the middle of of this bar as it goes from like one way to the other depending on what gear you're in
2: whoa uh, it's cool
1: okay it's fun reminds I, me of, um, I really like chained echoes i think if you like rpgs you should really check this game out
2: it reminds me of 13 sentinels which i never played but i know they also oh 13
0: sentinels is so good oh, bucks. yeah
1: yeah i yeah. uh, i don't know the game is you feel super overpowered when you get the mech suit because they give you like you'll face with your mech suit the things that you were facing without a mech suit before oh wow and so you were doing, like, you know, 10, 20 damage, and now you're doing, like, 1,000 damage to these cool. things. It's okay. so satisfying. Uh, and I'm sure that's going to go away. But um, And you can just call upon it whenever you want now. I don't know. I think the are cool. game's fun. <laughs> what have you been playing, LJ? Yeah, I've been playing a
0: few uh, things. Um, probably some of the most controversial releases um, in the past week. Um I've been playing Jedi Survivor on my PS5. Not not the PC version, obviously. Um, PC version apparently has lots of issues. Uh, Jedi Survivor is really good. Um, if you liked the first one, you're really going to like this one. If you didn't care for the first one, then you probably won't care about this one. Um, it's just as good. It feels so much... like They tightened up a lot of things. A lot of different like customization like clothing options you can get. It's not just ponchos anymore. Um... <laughs>
1: But you can get I, ponchos, right? Because I know that the he, there's, the actor seemed very like he was. Yeah, it he was really more, uh, I,
0: I'm sure there is one. I have <laughs> I have not found one. Um, I'm sure you have to like find the cosmetics. But it's really cool. I like um, the different saber styles.
1: I won't return if I don't get my ponchos. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's really good. Uh, cool. There's not much else I can say. I guess like a lot of. A lot of the original characters return. Um, there's, there's some really some cool new characters as well. Um, just kind of, I'm curious at this point where the story is going to go. Um, it's it's fun. I'm playing on Jedi Master mode since I beat it that way the first time. You know, just to you know, be like okay, I can do it. I did it once, I can do it again. Um, I am having a boss kick my teeth in pretty hard right now. That's like a two phase boss fight, uh, which uh, is like. Uh-huh for the course when you play when especially for like a souls style like combat system and stuff like that um i don't have to play it on that difficulty but i'm like i want to um yeah it's good so yeah that's yeah. super good um yeah so go check that out um the other one i've been playing is i played a bit of Redfall with some friends the other night and oh my gosh this game is all over the internet about mm-hmm. Oh, it's such garbage. It has so many bugs and all this stuff. And, like, sure, it's got issues. Obviously, it's not one of Arcane's best games, because they've done like, Dishonored, Prey, and, like, Deathloop and stuff. Oh, that's but great, I'm having yeah. I'm having fun with it. It's a fun little looter shooter. It's on Game Pass. Like, I gotta say, like, I don't think I would pay full price. Like, if I did pay full price for this game, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, But it's not, like, a terrible game. But, like, I mean, I played Gotham Knights and Saints Row last year, and I enjoyed both of those, and those got pretty railed on, too, um, by critics. And so, I think if you go in with expectations low and just try it on Game Pass, it's, if it's a mindless vampire shooty, looter shooter, um, it, it's fine. It's 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 okay. Like, it's not bad. It's not really not that bad. Um, the internet just likes to blow things out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I do want to give a shout-out to it's a digital board game, digital tabletop game called Unmatched. Um, me and uh, my buddy Spacehawk, we've been playing it. Because um, he's got every expansion of the real game. and um, So I'm I'm going to visit him in the summertime, and I was like, I gotta check out this game before like I actually play him. IRL. Oh, nice. And so it's super fun. They have a digital edition you can get on Steam and Switch. and It's basically a board game, like basically if you put historical characters and, like, fairy tale characters and mythical characters against each other. Um, So you can do, like, Little Red Riding Hood versus Alice in Wonderland. You can do, like, Sinbad versus King Arthur. Um, Or or Sherlock Holmes versus Dracula, kind of a thing. Um, The actual board game has, like, Marvel, Jurassic Park, like, a bunch of other crazy, like, licensed tie-ins. And I'm like, dude, I want those, like, in the actual, like, digital version. Um, It's super cool. Like, you have, like, one main character you're playing as that's like a full like model like a full like mini mm-hmm. and then your other characters which are considered like sidekicks they're like little like tokens that move across the board too mm-hmm. and basically the game is about like attacking and defending and moving around the board like it's super cool um yeah it's it's so fun i, I played a bit of the digital version al- already um, by myself for a little bit too and it's i'm looking forward to playing the actual tabletop game because like it's It's super fun on digital. Like, I can imagine playing as some of the other characters. Like, um, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Alice, her gimmick is she can... I guess every so often you can change size with her, depending on what cards you play. Oh! And and if she's small... Yeah, so if she's small, she has a buff to her defense. And if she's large, she has a buff to, like, her attack. And then Mm -hmm. you have, um, uh, like... I'm trying to think of the uh one of the other ones. Like um like Sinbad, he has he's more of like his strategies, he's more of an agile character, you're supposed to move in and out with him. Um, like and then Red Riding Hood has like the huntsman who kinda like protects her and stuff like that. Like um and then Beowulf is in it too. He has like almost like a rage mechanic, which you know, like um uh, so it's kinda really neat, like all the characters are super unique in how you play them, so it's super fun. Like I can't wait to play the actual version. So that's
1: it. What about you, Shelly?
2: I haven't been playing anything like super new. I'm just waiting for Tears of the Kingdom to come out. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've like had this game. So much hype for a game coming out to the point where I don't really want to play other games. <laughs> but what I have been playing, at least in the meantime, because I didn't really want to start like a brand new game um, or anything like that, is I got heart- my HeartGold randomizer working on my Steam Deck finally. It took a second. Nice. But um, I kind of figured out some of the quirks that that I came with. Um, and now it runs really well, and it's, it's fun. I, uh, the last time I tried to do a randomizer, I tried to do Nuzlocke as well, and I think I'm realizing, I just don't think Nuzlocke's very fun. I think Nuzlocke is, is just a little too stressful, and I think randomizer is just the right amount of fun for me to replay a Pokemon game that I already have and (laughs) have played before. Um because it's really flexes different brain muscles right you don't just have mm-hmm. the very simple oh i have a fire type pokemon that can do fire type is weak to water um and is good against like grass types right now you have random pokemon in random places that you just get that each has cool. random attacks and so they're still going to be weak <laughs> to they have they still have the same um types they have random abilities and so you can get like random abilities and you have random attacks and um so then the strategy really changes so like i have a charizard and a flareon both on my team which like normally i would sort of try to avoid having two different fire types on my team but their move pools are so different and unique that there's a place for both of them right so like oh, cool. one of them like knows uh, my flareon knows dig actually knows flame Cake, which again like is is actually really strong in a randomizer because you get that extra damage because it's actually a fire type pokemon so i'm like cool i actually have a fire type pokemon Mm -hmm. that knows a fire type move that makes it like extra strong and then my charizard actually knows grass type moves like leaf blade (laughs) and so i have to kind of like treat it as if it's like a grass type pokemon but not and so there's like just this extra level sort of extra layer of thinking you have to kind of go through when you're fighting um which i think is really fun and plus there's um I feel like there's always way less pressure going into gym battles because you have no idea what you're to expect. It could be, like, you. I I just played... I did the um, Bug Gym recently. I don't remember the name of the gym leader, but everything's Bug-themed. No one has Bug Pokemon, <laughs> right? And,
0: <laughs> and cool. so you're
2: just kind of, like, you don't have to, like, really train up one Pokemon. At least that's the strategy I would always use for gyms. It's like, okay, I got to either... Train up the Pokémon that's really good against this gym, or find a Pokémon that would be good against this gym if I don't already have some, like, type advantage. But now mm-hmm. there's way less, like, I- I- it's way more chaotic where I could just- and it's not Nuzlocke, again, so it's like, if a Pokémon faints, like, it's really not a big deal. Uh, I'm just playing because it's fun. And so I could just go right to the, up to the gym and be like, you know, <laughs> and just kind of figure it out and wing it. Again, there's just, like, different levels. There's a, uh, I have a Sheldon that has the ability Dry Skin. And it knows, like, two- one or two different water-type moves. So Sheldon, being a dragon-type Pokémon, I'm treating it as if it's a water-type Pokémon because it knows these water-type moves, and its ability dry skin allows it to absorb uh, water-type attacks. So cool. And it actually absorbs it into HP. Um, And again, it's just- it's just kind of fun, and it makes me still use- Again, one of the beauties of Nuzlocke is that it forces you to use Pokemon you don't normally use. Well, mm-hmm. I'm already using Pokemon I don't normally use. Like, I don't normally use, like, all these different Pokemon that are in my um, that are in my party now. Like, I have, like, a Shuckle that got uh, hatched from the egg, which I think it's usually supposed to be a Tokepi. Like that's, like, the story-based thing is, like, you get an <laughs> egg at the beginning of the game, and then it hatches to a Tokepi. Um, but I got a Shuckle instead. <laughs> I have, like, a Teddy Ursa. <laughs> My My starter is Charizard. Because I didn't, I forgot to change the setting, so starters are only like first gen or like the first like level Pokemon. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was like, okay, no, I'm good. I'm just gonna take the Charizard, and no Spatial Rend, by the way. I called it Trogdor, and uh, yeah. I'm like, you know, Spatial yes. Rending the Land. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Um,
2: anyway, it's just been really fun. Again, it's like a really fun way to just like replay. Heart Gold, which is a game I've played already a couple times now, um, but just in a different different way, different Pokemon, different sort of way of fighting, um, but not having to do Nuzlocke, because Nuzlocke, I think, it's great for those who really enjoy it to use it as an extra challenge, but I think for me, just having a slightly different way to play is already enjoyable enough for me. I don't really mm. need the extra challenge, because a lot of times when I do a Nuzlocke, my favorite Pokemon dies, and then I just don't want to play anymore. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool, what's the point? Bye. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's all I've been playing. I'm really excited for Choose the Kingdom, now.
1: Yeah, cool. definitely. Cool. Well, we'll get into the gaming news then. LG got a couple things there.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um. So we're kind of in a bunch of releases right now, and I feel like we're on the verge of summer showcases coming up. Um, oh. the PlayStation is rumored to have one coming up. Um, that's like a, just a rumor right now. Um, but we got some stuff to look forward to until then. Um, like uh, for now. The kind of the latest piece of news is that Street Fighter 6 is actually getting an open beta, which is exciting. Um, that's kind of what people really wanted. Um, there was a demo that came out a few weeks ago, which was cool. It, it, let, it let us mess with um, the like new single player mode, which is people are making like the weirdest looking characters. Um, but this one, this is an actual open beta. I think it's going to let you select between eight of the characters and it's going to happen between, I think it's May 19th and the 21st. So, um, I would say for anyone interested, um, that wants like, that's never gotten into Street Fighter game, I would consider trying the demo first because it lets you play that single player mode, but then you also get, um, two characters in like a regular versus mode. They all both kind of play similar. One of is Ryu and the other one is, um, oh, I forgot his name. Um... One of the newer, the new character that's been on the cover and everything. Uh, of Street Fighter 6. Oh, but, I don't remember his name either, but I know who you're talking about. Yes. Oh, I can't remember his name right now. I want to say Cody, but that's another character from Final Fight. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Luke, Luke is his name. Um, yeah. So he's, okay. um, yeah, I would say try the, maybe try the demo. Um, there is like a new like control scheme for like beginners um but the open beta is cool because that's gonna give people a kind of it's kind of like who are experienced to kind of get a chance to like get a feel for like the actual like characters and how the game plays before it comes out but i'm super pumped um this is gonna be a really good year for fighting games between this and tekken 6 i mean not tekken 6 tekken 8 um i don't know why i went back one um but anyway um yeah it's gonna be exciting and then the other news I think is kind of a bummer um, because I think it would be really good on Switch, but uh, Marvel Midnight Suns has officially been canceled on Switch, um, and that's, that's that, crazy. That's that game that was designed by the XCOM devs. It's the like yeah. strategy game. Um, this is I really like the game. I just it's long, and I've been like on and off the game like since it came out. Like it's not it's not a bad game by all means. But it's kind of a bummer, because I know 2K does halfway decent ports. Like, 2K ported... They ported Bioshock, XCOM 2, um, Civ 6. Like, there's all these really... Like, obviously they're not, like, the best ports, but it's like... Ah, like, I feel like this could totally work uh, on Switch, mm-hmm. and they're canceling it. Um, the last-gen versions are still supposed to come out if you don't have uh, fancy new console, so um but yeah so that's kind of a that's kind of a a loss there a little bit because i probably would have considered buying this on switch too (laughs) so um actually since i own a steam deck i could just get it on steam deck now but um yeah for anyone that really wanted that wanted to play this though on there that is a bummer so yeah um that's it for gaming news
1: sweet we'll get into the movies then uh lj I feel like we should start with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yes, yeah, that talk came about out. it. Probably the best Marvel movie we've had, and uh, uh, definitely in quite a while. Yeah, I, I would say. Um, I don't know. A lot of people are like, "Well, you gotta, like Black Panther." Don't forget about Black Panther 2. Uh. It's like, yeah, but I, that movie is just a, such a weird spot because, like, part of the reason it was so good. Just because of like a literal human passed yeah. away. Yeah.
0: Well,
2: here's my question. So, because yep. without spoilers, I know everyone's like, "Oh, this was so sad. I cried." Like, you know, and sort of this, uh-huh. it, not, e- not even not even seeing having seen the movie, I cannot speak today. So sorry. But not having not even seen the movie yet, like it makes it sound like, you know, this is like the guardians of the galaxy is like sort of last horas, like their last things, so, you know, something's gonna happen, someone's gonna die. Something something sad happens, right? Like where they just break up, who knows, right? You guys I know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing it's like so a lot of people use Black Panther as a oh, it's so emotional and sad, that means it's good. What about this movie in comparison? Is it also that or is there yeah. other aspects that make it really good, or do you think it just like treated that you know emotional aspect better
1: i think it definitely is good because of the way that it pulls it it's on attention. its own merit
0: it's kind of like how like, we we're just saying like for black panthers an actual human being not yeah. not had to because i feel like had to is the wrong word yeah but like a, an actual human being passed away that had that specific effect on that movie
1: right like um, when black panther have pulled your heartstrings the way it did without if, if he like, didn't like if jadwick boseman yeah hadn't died but they just yeah. like killed his character off yeah. yeah i don't think it would really have hit as hard mm-hmm. um whereas this movie is like completely um written not saying that anyone i'm not giving anything story wise. yeah so no. don't compare it to like as i said died yeah um but the uh the emotional aspect of this movie is done it, it, um yeah. through fictional characters it's on its own merit like you know yeah. like yeah like nobody literally died in this or like died for this movie yeah um and so right. the emotional stuff it's it's all like it's organically written it's like actually you know yep. um someone sat down and made these characters emotional mm-hmm. um oh yeah it's it's well written it it's it does so well ign did this uh content morning i feel like is what it was and i think that it's warranted mm-hmm. uh if you are uneasy with animal cruelty um it's going to oh, be a man. rough watch. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty I,
0: bleak. Like, it's...
1: Yeah. I love animals. Bleak is I, bleak is <laughs> a, I, I think, good word. thought you word. were
2: going to say, I love animal cruelty, so I was fine.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I love I animals. I was like, what? <laughs> no. But then you stopped, no, and I was it like, was, okay. I mean, so that is, like, that was really rough for me to watch. Um, fun fact about me that a lot of people wouldn't know. One of the first things I was going to... I wanted to be, like, a zoologist when I was a kid. You know everyone, like, your okay. kid's dream job to, like, be a space like, cadet or um, a firefighter or whatever. Like, I wanted to, like, own a zoo for a long time.
0: Working in customer service, some people actually grow up to be real space cadets. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) I wanted to, like, own a zoo or be a zoologist, and then I wanted to be a vet for a really long time. Um, And I... So, like, I I just have this love for animals, and so that stuff um, was extremely hard to watch. And uh, it is... It's dark. Like, it's not... Uh, the all jokes movies that we're used to coming out of Marvel, lately. those
0: are there, but it's like for th- it to be that serious of a movie and it be mm-hmm. a Guardians movie, I feel like is quite a, a task. It's very James Gunn, it's yes, it is pulled off so well, and I guess like that's why I enjoyed like Peacemaker so much is because as silly and as like raunchy as that stuff was like that show like had some really deep like meaning and emotion to it yeah you know like and i feel like this is like he just pulled it off so well because we're all all, we all know the guardians guardians for like clowning and just for being fun goofy movies and this did both like this yeah
1: which he's done i mean the second one was like it was funny and had serious moments too i don't think it was as dark as this is um but it's been awesome. while I, since I've seen the second one too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that it's just, it's more well written mm-hmm. than movies have been in, in a while. It is, um, more personal. Yes. Than a lot of the new, newer movies have been, I feel like the new movies, like you don't really care about the characters mm-hmm. uh, nearly as oh, much as you care about these guys. This
0: did so well in balancing characters and just kind of like everything. Like, Everything the characters have been through in, like, the past movies, it just all culminates into this movie. And I think that's what it does. That To me, that's what it does so well. And it's, like, yeah, they they, they definitely play with, like, all oh, the results in the marketing. But I feel like they wrapped it up so well. And, like, uh, yeah, it's it was really well balanced, I think. Yeah. And, and it was long. It was a, maybe a little too long because it's, like, two and a half hours. But I feel like every moment was also kind of warranted too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's, okay. it's like I, it didn't feel like they rushed it.
1: I never felt like I was sitting like I like I need this to end soon. Yeah, um, I never like I didn't realize I didn't feel that long to me. Uh, There's I just, just
0: like, a couple a couple sequences that were like a little long, but I'm like okay, like it makes sense.
1: It. But uh, no, I I really really liked this movie. Um, mm. I'm kind of sad to see James Gunn go. But it does give me a lot of hope for his his DC. I watched this, and it kind of – because when I thought of, like, his DC, I thought very much of, like, Guardians 1, which Mm -hmm. is very humorous. And then um, I just can't imagine, like, Superman and stuff like that being this – like, that wonky and weird. Um, And so I think this was kind of – it was just really reassuring that, like, James can kind of do it all. He's obviously not going to direct every movie that comes out of DC. Um but he's a very capable director.
0: And is it is it is it bad for me to say like you don't have to worry about this like connecting with anything major either? No, I mean that makes I, sense. I think that
2: I, I don't it know, was like kind of a story that stood on its own, and it's not yes, like exciting yes. because it's leading to something. It's just good on its own. Well, because
0: right? like Quantum Mania, okay. I feel like because Quantum Mania had Kang in it, and like makes it probably built up expectations for a lot of people. Um, yeah, and it obviously you know, for a lot of people, it didn't deliver. Um, but there's just you don't have that. They don't have to carry that weight in this movie. They can just let it be a Guardians movie and a James Gunn movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense. It was. It's good. Mm-hmm. Definitely go watch it. Bring tissues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you cry at all, LJ? Oh
0: uh, yeah, I, I got pretty. Yeah, there was there was a couple times there, especially towards <laughs> the end. I was like, yeah, there were parts where I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is messed up. But then towards the end, I was like, okay, yeah, y'all are getting me. Yep. There's one I, there's one particular part I think I might have. Like I was just like,
1: oh they I did cried it. twice. I probably would have cried three times yeah. if uh, I had any more tears left. I think I was <laughs> at that point. Um <laughs> It's yeah, it's well done. It's a lot darker than you're used to for Guardians of the Galaxy, so kinda of be ready for that. Yes, I would
0: say don't bring any kids that are like under like thirteen. There's a there's a region there's a reason this movie is rated PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's and it's not because like ultra violence or bunch of swear words, even though there are swear words.
1: Um, Yeah, first f bomb in the MCU. Yes, but it's like and it it, is wasted on the stupidest thing.
0: (laughs) I don't even remember if I heard. I don't even remember if I even heard it because I was trying to listen for it and I never caught it. But yeah, it's not like I feel like it's PG thirteen with a reason. Why you know because we talk about movies that are just oh we're gonna make it this rating so they can go over the top, right. Yep. Yeah, even though they did throw some stuff in there just to be cheeky, obviously.
1: <laughs> 100 percent.
0: Yep. I think at that point they did and wrote everything else, and then they're like, "Okay, we got this one thing left. Can we do it?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, LJ, did you watch anything else this week? That's
0: kind of it from. Yeah, I don't think I watched anything else that important. What about you, Shelly? So, I didn't watch anything new. Um, we did watch Reven- Revenge of
2: the Sith for Star Wars Day. Just as I nice. you know, you gotta watch some of the Star Wars and I just mm-hmm. really like Revenge of the Sith. Um, and every time I watch it, every time I think, no, Hayden Christensen is a good actor and everyone was being stupid when this movie first came out. Um, he is acting really confused and conflicted the entire movie as he should, as his character as Anakin is feeling incredibly conflicted the entire movie. Um, I just, definitely my favorite of the prequels. I think it's everyone's favorite of the prequels still. Like, that's not a, that's an ice cold take (laughs) of being a favorite of the, of the prequels. (laughs) Um, but I still just, yeah, it's still just a fun one to watch. Um, and depressing, right? You know, kind of in its own way too, but, and Mimi, very Mimi, you know, just, Referencing everything the entire time is always, and then Order the sixty
0: six has been so expanded upon too since exactly. then. Exactly, so it's kind of yeah. it, it would be a trip to like watch that one again uh,
2: it, In fact, I even thought about it, and I was just like, man, they really didn't do a good job with Order sixty six. Like in the sense of how many people we know survived Order sixty six, and just seeing like just in that movie itself,
0: and they even shoot Obi Wan visitors and stuff too. It's yeah, like they they, had they a lot
2: of mess. Exactly, yeah, they had to clean up so much, but it's like, like, Obi-Wan, they shot him off the wall, he falls all the way down into water, and they even, like, kind of, like, check, but they're just like, no one could survive that fall, and I'm like, are you serious? A Jedi could very easily survive that fall, we know that, <laughs> yeah. and you know, you have the knowledge that Jedi can, like, slow their falls, they control yeah. their jumps and their and their movement in the air, like, they can't just fly, <laughs> but, like, they, they have the Force, okay? Like, that's a real thing, so... I thought that was kind of funny where I was just like, man, they really
0: didn't do a good job with R66. For working like, they with did the just Jedi beat. as much as they did, they're quite dumb.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like the whole idea is like, oh, they killed off like 99% of all Jedi, which like could still be true, I guess. But like, we already know of a lot of canonical people who have survived that in all these different shows and movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like they're always introducing more, but it's also like, yeah, of course, because they just like did a bad job cleaning up. Like they did, or they did a bad job during the moments. that then they did, they, or just trying to clean up. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the other movie we watched was Three Amigos. We just wanted a funny movie to watch. I don't remember when we talked about this the other week. I feel like I didn't. Um, but we just wanted to watch kind of a fun movie. And it is just a fun movie. But it's been a long time since I've seen Three Amigos. So like technically I've already seen it. But it's been so long that I kind of felt like watching it for the first time again. And it's just like so fun. And it's so funny because we were realizing when we were watching... It's just like the same plot as um, Galaxy Quest
0: <laughs> except
2: a Western setting yeah. instead of space settings and sci-fi uh, but it is the same thing where you know we got the you got these actors who kind of find themselves in a situation where there's people who think that they they're the real deal and they're not just acting that they're actually doing real good things and they have to basically come to this conclusion on if they're going to say like hey we're actors like this isn't our thing or are they gonna step up and actually save the day um but man those characters like all of them were so entertaining and so funny like i think that movie still holds up really well um and and um the main three are just hilarious uh i don't know it's still just a really good fun movie um yeah, quite since, simple since I was
0: little i think Sometimes it's also, weird. like,
2: <laughs> kind of trippy. There's some weird sequences where you're just like, wait, what is going on here? But I think that adds <laughs> to, to the humor, of course. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just, uh, it's just, just kind of fun. I don't really have much to say about it, but I just thought it was fun to watch. It's cool. So, yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, I also watched Uncharted on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. on Netflix. And uh, with Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg. The cast is such a weird... Decision, yeah. Like I heard, I don't know if it was ever um, solidified or not if it was true, but I had heard that Tom Holland was trying to make a young 007, <sighs> and that that pitch kind of became uncharted. Oh um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Watching this movie,
0: yeah, I I, I could see that.
1: <laughs> um, like an original pitch, and then it kind of turning into this. Like that. That just kind of justifies the the weird cast to me a little bit better. Mm. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's good. It it stands on its own. If you're an Uncharted fan, uh, you're, it's probably not like necessarily for you, which is kind of weird to say. Like it's for the average viewer and not for yeah. the gamer that knows everything about Uncharted. Uh, yeah,
0: um, as a as a fan, I kind of the more I watched the movie, I could start to see maybe it was some of the dialogue and like some of the stuff they're saying mostly but i could see totally i could see tom holland and the other actress like as younger versions of nate and chloe like especially with like kind of what they're doing with the story mm-hmm. um because they're like mixing games around with the way they're setting this up um the one character i did not like was sully because mark Wahlberg. i feel like his I feel like he put got put into a role that was written for somebody else because he huh. has these lines about, like, oh, I'm old, or I need glasses, or my back. And it's like, bro, like, I know I know Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> not, like... You're not that old. He's huh? not that old. Like, he, he's not young, but he's not old. But it's just, I'm like, no, this doesn't work for him.
1: Yeah. yeah. I... I don't know. It was... Like I said, if you were a fan of the... Uh, He's 51 years old, by the way. I looked it up just now. Yeah, so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting there. He's getting there, but he's not there yet. He doesn't look 51. He definitely doesn't. He does, yeah. Like, they probably could have aged him up a little bit. Mark
0: Wahlberg Uh, has aged very well.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The movie's just, I don't know, it was just a thing. Like, I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters. It feels like something that was, like, maybe because I watched it on Netflix. Yeah. I totally could have seen it being a Netflix original movie and yeah. that would have yeah. totally really made sense to me i remember like yep that tracks like, that's just kind of the grade which isn't i mean it's not bad it's just uh i don't know with all the other movies in theaters i would mm-hmm. i would have definitely now is the time to watch that movie i,
0: I went to see, see it, it in theaters out of morbid curiosity and um, like is what i why i did
1: yeah <laughs> i now is the time to watch it not it wasn't in theaters i hope there's a sequel
0: um yeah i think they could i think a sequel could be cool
1: yeah i think tom holland did really well as a young nathan drake Mm -hmm. Uh, i think nathan phillian does a better nathan drake but (laughs) fan thing that he did uh i don't know what that it was like a youtube yeah thing it was perfect it was great um but it's fun it's a good time we'll get into the movie news then uh go ahead shelly Sure.
2: So, a couple things here. Um, I think let's talk first about what we talked men- mentioned at the uh, top of the show, Transformers. So we talked a lot about Transformers on the podcast, uh, especially with the upcoming movie. Um, but this movie is a different movie, and mm-hmm. it's called Transformers One, and it's going to be an animated <laughs> Transformers movie, which. There hasn't been one since the '80s, which is crazy for me to think about because I feel like, I mean, I guess when I think of Transformers, I tend to think of like live action CGI, but there were animated shows. There's been so many iterations
0: of shows. You yeah, know what I mean,
2: yeah, it's like that's crazy to me that there hasn't been an animated Transformers full feature length movie since the '80s.
1: In almost 40 years.
2: Yeah, like just a couple years shy of 40 years. That's insane to me. Also, don't think about like, how 40 <laughs> years so was just weird. like the just 80s. Like, don't, don't, lie. Um, <laughs> uh, don't think about it. But uh, they're also already your casting folks. So they already have like Chris Hemsworth and Scarlett Johansson. It's going to be an MCU movie, guys. They're just bringing like, the <laughs> Avengers.
1: <laughs> I, that was what made it like news to me. I was like, oh, we've got, like, an all-star cast for this Transformers movie. Where are the yeah. same
0: people that were complaining about Mario? Like, where are they at? Are they not going to rail on this movie for uh, for the voice cast?
1: No, because the cast is great. It's not, <laughs> it's not Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's not it's Chris like, Pratt. It's a different
0: Chris. Why course. isn't, why isn't it the original Optimus Prime voice actor? To be fair, he's not making
1: a, I feel like Mario is...
2: Far more beloved than Transformers, but true. And also, I haven't <laughs> seen any trailers for this. This sounds very new, so who knows? Maybe when the like big trailers come out, then people will complain. Like, I'm not sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, like I don't think it's do that big a deal. Is
1: Chris Hemsworth being Optimus? Is that probably?
2: I think he is. I think, I think so. he's Young Optimus Prime. It says on the young article. Optimus. One second. One second. Excuse me. One second. uh Chris Hemsworth as Young Optimus Prime.
1: Yep weird okay yeah. we
0: also
2: have keegan michael key is bumblebee so it's is part of the uh mario universe actually toad is, is bumblebee <laughs> um and we have yet to know even if it's gonna be like 2d or 3d animation we just know it's animated but i think that already is just super exciting because transformers movies i don't think have been doing super well i mean who knows maybe this new one coming out is gonna do surprisingly well I have no clue. It just seems I, like it. people see It's Chase weird that it's Wormers. coming out in the summer.
0: To be fair, I think the yeah. original voice actors like are retired at this point. Like I know Peter. Oh, Collins, yeah. for sure. A while back, yeah, I think, I think he right. said he was done anyway. You know, so it's just like. But that's me being like, "Where y'all at on this one, huh?" Lawrence no, Fishburne right. in this
1: movie. It's gonna be great.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's so. We Weird Al to
1: come back. We need Weird Al to come
2: back. <laughs> we it's <Weird> <laughs> we so funny. <laughs> So,
1: he, oh, oh my
0: gosh, my favorite part in like Bumblebee because I'm thinking of like the old movie is when they start playing, You Got the Touch. I was like, Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, man. they need to play uh, that song again,
1: Rodimus Prime.
0: And I okay. watched that original movie not too long ago, and it was still like, I was like, dang, this is hardcore.
1: Uh, I watched so I hadn't watched it uh before until I was probably like 22 or 23, uh-huh. and I was told I had to because I didn't believe the guy, and he was like, Yeah, Weird Al did the soundtrack for it and i was like no he didn't there's like that's absolutely not... no way yeah you probably
0: helped i think he helped organize it yeah
1: i was like that can't be true and it's then so... yeah, weird al sure enough singing songs and, it's
0: uh... <laughs> so 80s it's awesome
2: <laughs> yeah um but anyway so i think that's exciting because again animation is coming into a new new wave it's yes. spider- oh people are really pulling up it's for really animation. transforming yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's our. Uh, way I was. Yeah. You got one in that there. it's gonna happen? But, I mean, seriously though, it's like we're getting all of these really awesome animations coming out, and people across are the Spider flocking. Verse is like, like way sooner saying, than I thought. People are like, "Hey, this is really, really good." So anyway, um,
0: yeah, hey, can we get
2: Spider Verse inspired Transformers movie? Like, like I'll watch it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Come I on Disney. Do
0: that.
2: Anyway, um, since that... <laughs> So, another movie to talk about is Mortal Kombat 2. It's very, very likely that we're going to see Carl Urban as Johnny Cage. It's not 100% confirmed,
0: but it's almost confirmed. That sounds He's so weird. very much probably going to be. Um, I don't
1: hate it, though. I like Carl Urban. I th-
0: yeah, like I, I remember, like, I think a young Carl Urban would, would be better. Like, a younger. Yeah. Um, gosh, it's, it, it is weird. Especially when you think of him as... Billy the Butcher. Now you know, like he's. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, to be fair, too, in Dread, I mean, I think of Dread. He was fairly like stoic in Dread. Um, I mean, I I think of when I think of Carl Urban, I think of younger Carl Urban. I think of like him when he was in Doom, and mm-hmm. I would like maybe back in the day I could have seen it a lot a lot more.
2: But now you're I kind of a, like hey. I got a yeah.
0: I'm like I think he could play like an older Johnny Cage or something. Um,
2: maybe maybe I mean, it could
0: work. The, the way they have this set. This setup for the sequel too is they have um oh the original character I think his name is like Cole or something but mm-hmm. he has like the weird golden armor power yeah. and I think they even teased it in the original where I think he's supposed to go and recruit other warriors from the from like Earth realm and and I, they teased Johnny Cage as one of them spoilers oh. for a movie that's not that great in the first place <laughs> um, but oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, if they do a sequel better, I think the sequel could be cool. But the first one was so... It was very meh. Like, I liked parts of the first one. Yeah. But it was just so weird. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I want a Justice League versus Mortal Kombat movie. Dude. I
0: would not be surprised. That could be a thing. Like, it really could.
2: I mean, you could just make a game at that point. They did. That's why. Well then okay fine. I want, I want that's why that's
0: why I think it could work is because they already have a video game.
1: <laughs> it would be so good.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Dang I want that now. I never thought of that. Um <laughs> I want a sequel to the game actually. I need in the Injustice slash Mortal Kombat in like the new engine. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Dang I want that movie now.
1: <laughs> yep. Get on it, James. Well, he's got to make a universe, and then he can. Yes. Well, yeah. I would be down. This is tangent. I thought this way back when, like, Wolverine was still owned by Fox and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, and Hulk was still cool. Um, it like I would pay money for like a little like web, like a fifteen minute, just short of just like, like back then it would have been like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine versus the Hulk. And it would have been a YouTube short, so it wouldn't have been movie rights. And they I w- could have just made it.
0: Hugh Jackman's Wolverine versus Edward Norton Hulk would be awesome. It would be so cool. Yeah, That would be cool. Um, Before Marvel had their own studio, I think that could
1: have happened. Like, I didn't even need a lot of story to it. It could have just been, like, you know. I mean, that's
0: literally the first comic is what the very first, like, appearance of Wolverine is about. Just yeah. a fight. I-, I got it on my wall right here. Like it That's just... uh, awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah, that would just be super cool to me. Yeah. Uh, and so, in that vein, like, if... They just, if Warner Bros. decided, hey, we're going to do a 15-minute Mortal Kombat versus Justice League, and there's not a lot of story that goes on to it, it doesn't have to be canon, I don't care, just make something cool like YouTubers do with their fan-made stuff. Who are you? Who like, are you? Let's fight. Yeah, and <laughs> I'll, just, I'll pay a little bit of money to watch that. Probably yeah. more, you'll probably overcharge me. Put but, it on
0: HBO Max, uh, or Max, I'm sorry.
1: Max. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would watch that. It would yeah. be cool um plus if it's 15 minutes it's really short you know everyone will will watch it yeah um yeah genius idea yeah short form content by big budget studios
0: Ooh, that's a buzzword short form content short
2: form
1: <laughs> content that <laughs> sells itself that's true They're like but we have trailers we don't need to it's weird too, because short form content is usually like three minutes. I know. Oh, <laughs> like a fifteen minute video. I know, I know what you mean. Like yeah. Short form. <laughs> let, let the don't find... give me a three minute TikTok Justice League versus Mortal Kombat. That's not. We what We don't I'm need
0: to. Oh, what was it? What, what was the? Um... Oh, that other app, that died.
1: Oh, oh,
2: oh Quibi was that? No, <laughs> yes, Quibi. yes, yeah. it
0: Quibi?
2: Oh my gosh, that was a deep cut.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, nobody mean... <laughs> knows what Quibi is. <laughs> Oh. We barely know what Quivy is. I, I saw like, somebody yeah.
0: mention that Princess Bride thing the other day. They're like, hey, I found this on YouTube. And then it, I wanted to be like, yeah, but that's not where it was first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. man.
1: Okay. Wait, anyway. Wait, wait, wait. We that's gotta get a tangent. Back on, yeah, that's back fine. Back on the rails. Yeah, that's fine. So, oh. um, Out of the multiverse. The last
2: uh-huh. movie news to talk about, we actually got a trailer for um, Hunger Games. Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It's really hard for me to say that title for some reason. It's like just really Ballad like that double S's, like I don't know what it is. But so if you never read the book, which to be fair, I read the all of the Hunger Games original series, but I actually never read this book. It came out later. It's actually a prequel kind of. It, it takes place some fifty years before Hunger Games 1, I believe. Maybe not, it uh. may don't it may not be 50. It's like way before though. It's like a pretty significant time before where um it's about President Snow when he's younger. And if you have either read or seen Hunger Games, you know that President Snow is actually the antagonist. He's kinda of like the main big bad guy. He yeah. is the president. No one likes him. He's an awful guy kind of thing, right? But this book is about him and I don't remember again, I never actually read the book, but from what I can gather, it's sort of a story where he, you know, while he's younger, he's having to either work with or mentor um A girl from district 12 who is getting put in the hunger games now hunger games is still pretty new at this point um it's like one of the first ones or maybe it's third or fourth or fifth one or tenth one or something it's still it's fairly fresh in people's minds whereas by hunger games the hunger games have been going on forever kind of so Mm. um or at least very long time so it's sort of a story about him in this girl, and, and you already kind of, like, know, like, he he's a bad guy, right? So, like, why is he a protagonist? What happens? So, that's kind of what this is about. Um, I am very surprised they're actually making a movie this. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, because what, everything Hollywood does nowadays is just, like, take stuff that we've already liked and make more of it.
0: Um, the trailer looks kind of yeah. good. It like, does. It oh, actually looks interesting.
2: And I think what's, I, I actually think what's good about this is that, I don't think anybody really has any expectations because I, from what I heard, the book was just fine. Like I, I heard it was just okay. Like it wasn't bad. Um, but it wasn't amazing either. It was just, you know, a book and you know, kind of interesting builds upon the Hungry Games lore, you know, history and characters and all that. Mm. But, um, it's nothing super duper significant. So if anything, I think what they could do is actually, you know, take advantage of that and make a really good movie. Maybe make some creative differences from the book and and really focus on making a good movie um mm. and i think that could be really they could be successful with that uh because again i just don't think people are going to have very super duper high expectations of this uh even those who have read the book i think a lot of those people have forgotten about that book at that, bo- at that point you know even people who read it are like oh that was years ago right um mm. i could be wrong if you if you're listening and you've read the book and you were totally looking forward to this movie then it wasn't announced and it wasn't announced and now you're like looking forward to the movie again, like, let me know. I just, from what I can gather, a lot of people are kind of like, oh yeah, that's a book that existed? Cool, and now they're making a movie. Um, so, I just think that they could do some cool stuff with this. And the trailer does actually look good. And again, I wasn't interested in reading the book, but I might be interested in watching the movie because it's just going to be a lot easier. It's a lot faster to consume, right, than, than reading a book. It's mm-hmm. just faster, it's, it's easier in some ways. Um, what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I... I don't know. I'm so unattached to Hungry Games. That's they fair. Pu- <laughs> they
0: pumped out those 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 movies really fast. It felt like too. Yeah, they like, did. So I don't know. It just it feels like it's been a while, which it I also has, kind yeah. of which which I also kind of like that too. Like they haven't been trying to like they, they got the movies done, and they haven't really been trying to shove this franchise down our throats for for like, a while. Yeah, that, that other you know other franchises are probably guilty of. So I'm like okay, like. You might get some people that are nostalgic for the movies, yeah. Back back in on this, and they'll be like, "Oh, I remember this. Oh yeah, cool. Let's go see it." You know, like uh, yeah. I think that that's that's the audience they'll get from from this movie, and which is totally fine.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm the target audience, right? I mean, I read the mm-hmm. books growing up, and I watched the movies, and I really liked them, except for the last one. But that's everybody. Kind <laughs> of... No one likes the ending, right? Book and movie I've, only seen, come back. I've
0: only seen the first two movies. The second one...
2: I... The second one is still, I think, one of... I'm not going to say the, but I'm going to say it's one of the best um, book-to-film adaptations. Okay. It's super accurate to the book, and it's still really good. Like, it's surprisingly very good. It's the best book of the series, and I think it's the best movie of the series as well. Okay. So, um they know how to do it and again i think the uh the latter hunger games were bad not because they were inaccurate to the book but because they were accurate to the book and the book is bad the last Mm. book not very good at least the ending not very good i did not like it um and nor do many people like it so again i think that's good news for this and 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 so so there's so many copycat sort of Spinoffs and, and ideas made off of Hunger Games. People, you know, think, Divergent, right? It was one. Well, this was
0: that era um, of like young adult novel kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. And then all the movie adaptations that came out of that. Yes. Like, Divergent, Maze Runner, and all the other stuff. Exactly. It really kicked out. it off. It kicked yeah. it off. So I think. Yeah, um it was really kind of. You could say Twilight part. did that, but I don't yeah. even think it was Twilight that did that. No, it was definitely Hunger think it was Games. Twilight. I think as far as the like teen
2: yeah. sort of dystopian, like something's happening. Yeah. There's. Different things you have to do, challenges these teenagers have to it's overcome. a very
0: specific genre, yeah. It
2: is, and it's really, honestly, super died off because there was that era, and it was. I was target audience. I was a teen when that was happening. Like I was target audience, <laughs> and I honestly, I, I loved it. I ate it up. Um, but that genre died off pretty quickly after some years after. Hunger Games finished off, and Divergent never finished at all. And I yeah. think Maze Runner did technically finish, but it's like there's all these movies and even t- some shows I think coming out um, that were also feeding off this uh, this one craze. So again, I think if anything, now that we're not in that craze anymore, I think this is actually even kind made of a like movie a movie about
0: The Giver, which was weird.
2: That's true. They did. I remember <laughs> seeing that, but it's like I don't know. I think like if anything, it's kind of like a nice little like. Oh, cool. We're actually like, they have to at least care a little bit about this to have like released it, right? Mm. It can't just be pure nostalgia because a lot of people aren't really that nostalgic for Hunger Games. Like, it's not really like mm. I am a little bit, I guess, but like it wasn't that long ago. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah. I guess if anything, I'm, I'm, I'm a little ultimate, optimistic, a little cautiously optimistic about this um, because again, they're like taking this. You know, book that came from this total craze of like these sort of teen dystopian young adult, you know, it's dark but there's romance, and they're mm-hmm. just now making a movie of it. Way you know, years later after that craze, um, actually, I actually think that's a kind of a good sign. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of good. So, cool. Uh, that's it, though. That's our movies.
1: All right, we will get into TV then. Uh, I don't think I've actually watched a whole lot of TV. We've no watched Titans. Uh, oh, I thought okay. that the new season, or the second half of season four, is that what it is, was mm-hmm. all the way out, and I actually have one more episode that comes out uh, <laughs> tomorrow oh, uh... for those listening to this when it releases. Um, they come out on Thursdays. So I'm caught up again to Titans, but I have one more episode. And uh, I don't know. That show is just so back and forth with me. Like, I'm like I am love this show. <laughs> i hate this show dang Uh, yeah they just they do stuff that makes no sense the a big budget web series is the best way to put it i called it that back when they did the red hood thing and i said that in a very like like complimentary tone uh and right now i'm like it feels like an over budgeted web series and not necessarily in a great way like the oh no just the plot stuff that they're doing is just wonky and very comic (laughs) booky and uh I think that it stays really true to the uh, the comic book feel, um, just these outlandish plots. Okay. Uh, but it's so cheesy sometimes, and just, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's worth a watch, uh, especially that third season. I think the third season was absolutely amazing. This season has been... Um, it's been all right. I don't know. The biggest thing, oh... Uh, something that everyone's been talking about is there's a multiverse episode.
0: Oh, Oh shit. And
1: I will say multiverse episode is very bad.
2: Oh no. Uh, No. Yeah. It feels Uh...
1: so cheaply done. Uh, and it, it kind of reminds you that everything's kind of like this, like everything is going to be post James Gunn. And so it almost feels kind of like a moratorium for, uh, like, pre-James Gunn stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very much is like, remember all of these things? They're not going to matter in a couple years. That's messed <laughs> up. Cool. What the yeah, heck? Yeah, it's rough. Uh, I think Flash is going to probably do that a little bit too. We'll see yeah. Where. But it's, I mean, it's literally just like windows while he's in this weird, they call it the red um, spoilers. <laughs> um, I'm sure the red is a comic book thing. I, in fact, it is for sure a comic book thing. But there's just, like, little windows into the universes that they're just clips from other shows that, you know, in movies that don't um, no matter. That's <laughs> weird. It's so bad. No, oh no. Absolutely terrible. Oh, no. Um, end of an era. So we'll see. I'm I'm assuming that this will be the last Titan season. I wonder if they made it knowing it was going to be. It could be. Uh, if this isn't the last season, they'll have one more season after this and probably be done. Um, but it feels very much like they're winding down, um in, in being done. I will yeah. the guy that plays Superboy, he like he had to play this like good old you know good old Superman kid and uh he didn't really get to like show his acting chops until very recently. Uh I won't go into why. But like, man, that kid would have been a perfect young Superman for James Gunn's Superman movie. Um, he's a really good actor and he's just now in this season gotten to really show his acting abilities. Mm. Um, either that or his acting abilities have just gotten much better. Um, sure. Yeah. That's possible too. He's so good. Uh, I'm really kind of bummed for a lot of these actors that they're, it's going to be really hard to get them cast into, you know, the other new DC movies. Uh, and they're so good in the roles. Uh, Brandon Thwaites, he plays Nightwing and he does absolutely amazing. Um, and they're probably not going to use him, yeah. you know, in the future DC stuff. I mean, he does such a good job. It's you almost kind of feel bad that they're losing this talent.
0: I, I think it's amazing that the show has even gone this long. Like I thought when DC yeah, Universe went, like I thought this show would have went too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like it doesn't feel like anything else on television. It feels like an over-budgeted web series, that's for better cr- or for worse.
0: Yeah. Oof. Uh, okay. <laughs> kudos the, yeah, kudos for, to them for lasting this long.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's all that I've been watching, though. Uh, Shelly, you watched anything?
2: Yeah, so I'll start with the shorter one first. We watched the first, like, five, four or five episodes of Star Wars Nice. Asian
0: 2. Oh, uh, so beautiful. I like, think I'm on episode seven or eight, I think.
2: <laughs> I love animation so much, and... <laughs> Just the diversity in the animation styles makes me so happy, too. And, like, there's some episodes that are just so, like, abstract. You're like, I'm sorry, what, what is happening? Yeah. And then some where it's, having... like, very concrete. There's some where it's, like, very, very serious. And then you have, like, the one with the Wallace and Gromit um, animation studio. Yes. It's just so silly. And you're just like, this is just Wallace and Gromit. Like, this really just carries that <laughs> energy. It's not just the animation style. It's the
0: humor, too. Um, I'm having like a hard movies. time choosing a favorite episode. Or, like... There, a there's a bunch that are just so good.
2: Yeah, and then there's like one with the uh, animation studio that did Legend of Korra, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yes. So, and I'm like not even done yet, obviously, but it's just- it just is a show that makes me really happy. And it's also crazy, especially having watched Revenge of the Sith like a, a day or two beforehand. Like, the diversity in the actual planets, landscapes, and environments that you get to see in these animations versus the live actions it kind of makes me and obviously like live action kind of has a place they could do really cool stuff with live action um including like physical effects really well like puppetry like that shines in live action um the Mm -hmm. actual like outfits and costume design shines in um and like makeup design there's a lot of things that work obviously incredibly well in live action however I I was kind of making me think about how most planets we see in live action are so boring. Like yeah. it's just yeah. desert or just <laughs> snow and ice or just trees. Or just oh, we got trees. Just
1: this trees, time. and they're always green. Like you yeah. have green screen technology, you can't make blue leaves. Like
2: I know, I'm, like it's right. just That's it, a tangent, it's but like it
1: always bugs me about Star Wars stuff. Is that they just film stuff on Earth and then they just make everything look like Earth.
2: It's so, and, like,
0: it was just... I mean, I think that's what Star Trek did back in the day, but yeah.
2: You know, but it's, like, it kind of made me think... (laughs) I I even said, I think, out loud at some point, I'm like, why do we even have live-action Star Wars when we could just have animated (laughs) Star Wars? Like, and again, like, I know it started live-action, I get it, so it's not really a really, actually, critique or anything. It's more just, like, man, it's... They're able to be so much more creative... With like the the fact that it's a universe with all these different planets and stars and races, oh, cultures, and cultures. It's like yeah. so cool. So, um, I really really liked watching it so far. I obviously loved the first Vision series, so this is no surprise. Um, I even watched. There's a uh, I didn't list it here, but there was um, on Disney Plus they've like put up this like, I forget what it's called, but it's like a landscapes and planets of Star Wars. It's like 18 minutes mm. long. And it's, like, almost, like, Planet Earth style where they just, like, do these big wide 4K shots of landscapes of, like, popular and well-known Star Wars locations, like, but again, it's, like, beautiful mountain, but it's just, like, ice and snow everywhere, beautiful desert, but it's a desert, so it's just sand everywhere. Um, they go to that one planet where it's just salt, which again, I think that was actually a really good, like, kind of exceptional planet where it's, like, they have this Mm -hmm. salt planet where everything you touch turns red. Like, I was like, wow, that's actually really cool and creative. Good job, sequels, uh, sequels. But, um, but then what they do is, like, one, overall, the landscapes are still pretty boring. Two, they put in this, like, they put in, like, stupid, like, CGI, like, ships flying by or, like, droids walking (laughs) by. um and honestly like cuz it's like in 4K the shots of the actual environments do look really really nice i have a 4K screen but then like you see these like CGI freaking abominations come on screen they just look ugly <laughs> and you're just like i kind of would rather just not these be here like it like you have to remind people that this is Star Wars but can we not so anyway that sure is, is one takeaway of Visions, I'm just- I love like how beautiful and unique and creative a lot of these different- Again, like, not just environments and planets, but like also cultures and people and places and stories. The stories are super cool, um, anyway, it's very, very cool. The other show I finished is Legend of Vox Machina, and obviously it's not like done, nice. done, like they're doing another season, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many seasons are gonna do because I don't know how long the original campaign was but they I kind of had forgotten that they announced that they are doing Mighty Nine as well which is their second campaign so that's cool anyway Vox Machina is very good it really did take like a couple episodes into season two though for me to be really like oh this is really really good like I did like the arc and stuff and you know some of the arcs and things that happened in the uh first season but I think for me to actually be like oh this is like a really good show was season two um so yeah it's really good and now I'm watching just (laughs) like so many other people just watching so many like Critical Role like clips and stuff on YouTube um (laughs) it was really fun to see like the comparisons of scenes. 460
1: hours by the way.
2: Yeah absurd absolutely not um no (laughs) we're not doing that that's what I mean though that's why I'm like I'll watch the shows and I'll watch the animate show specifically on, on Prime. And that's how I'll consume this content. And I can watch clips. Mm-hmm. I, I'll watch little anima- animatics, uh, on YouTube as well. Like, people just do, like, little, little animations of, like, tiny scenes. I think it's very fun. Um, but I'm not gonna, like, sit down and, like, listen to any other campaigns. Like, that's too, <laughs> yeah, too, too much for me. I don't have time. I tried, and it was
0: so boring. Yeah,
2: people, and people oh. love it, which is, like, good for them, but, like, People also get really, really, I don't know, I don't need to rant on this, but like, in watching a lot of these clips and like, kind of like going down to the comments, there is a lot of, I, I, I've I heard that the fan base is very, sort of falls into the parasocial territory a little bit. And I can kind of understand that now. I was just mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to keep myself distanced from this. Well, I understand <laughs> yeah. especially if you've been around them for a while or if you're around listening since like kind of near the beginning maybe like I know a lot of people start listening like um when their second campaign was going on like that's like their most popular one um so I but it's like I understand why there's a lot of parasocial feelings but it makes me uncomfortable all the same the other thing too is in watching Vox Machina there's a lot of like kind of like sort of flirting that happens between the parties, the party members, like quite a mm-hmm. bit. And I just think, you know, obviously I have the context of like, oh, this was a campaign, a DD campaign done by people. It threw me off a lot because I kind of had a little bit of dissonance of like, oh, this is a show and be like shipping. I like shipping. I'm a shipper, right? I like shipping. I like OTPs. I like sort of like shipping characters together, but also having the knowledge of, oh, these were, people's characters yeah so i kind of had this weird cognitive like dissonance of like this is a show and like obviously they consented to this like this is this was like totally planned and like they put in their creative thoughts to the show and so this is like they it's so it's fine to enjoy that it's fine to like portray that but it makes mm-hmm. me think about like the original show like i don't know there's just like such a foreign concept to me as someone who's played DD a lot mm-hmm. having players not players but, like, characters in the game, like, be interested in each other. Like, there has been some games I've played where that's been, like, a dynamic of, like, you, but usually it's, like, a one-sided crush, and that's, like, kind of part of the whole, like, it's, like, a whole joke. So, like, for example, there was one um, campaign I was in with my husband, and I played this uh, beautiful, awesome, powerful paladin woman, um, and she was amazing. And um, my husband played this, like, teen, uh, like, druid rogue, who, like, had this stupid mm-hmm. crush on my character.
1: Um, but my <laughs> character
2: was, one, totally oblivious, two, didn't care, three, was never going to care kind of thing. <laughs> but it was, like, a really, really fun dynamic that we just kind of got to implement where it's, like, you know, this teen guy just has this, like, this random crush on this, like, really pretty lady in the party and, like, is always trying to, like, flirt and kind of, like, do stuff. But she's totally just, like, she's pallid right? She's, like, all business. Um, and so that's why, you know, there's there's been situations like that, but I've never, like... At least to the capacity that Vox Machina, and from what I can tell, Mighty Nine and the rest of their campaigns are, when it comes to shipping and dating, it's very I, interesting to me. It's not bad by any I could means, be wrong, but I
0: think a, a few it, but... of those cast members are actually together. I think. They are, yeah. Like Laura Bailey okay, and. Yeah. Um...
1: But the characters that are dating each other never seem to be like. That that is kind of weird. The married right? couples. Yeah.
2: Well, not always. Oh, I think they are. At least some of them. Are. I think uh, Laura Bailey and uh, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's Travis. Travis Millingham yes. are married, yes. and they. I think mm-hmm. their characters are like together in in one of the campaigns. But either way, I, I know what you mean, though. It's like it's usually. It's,
1: it's usually weird, not though.
2: that way. And then, like, Marisha yeah. is Matt Mercer's wife, and obviously he's the DM, yes. so like, there's a whole thing yeah. there to too. But I don't know. It's like they're they're professionals and they're actors, and they all consent to this, so it's like they're the ones pushing it. But Mm -hmm. it's like, I guess for me, it's just a weird thing where it's like, you could tell they're only pushing it or one huge reason they're pushing it is because they have a fan base that loves shipping. It's this thing where it's like, if they were just playing this game privately, would they be doing that? I don't think so. I don't know. Also, just Mm -hmm. realizing a lot of campaigns I play on, there's a lot of age diversity as well. Um, Whereas like, at least in this campaign, I can't tell the ages of anybody, but they all kind of seem like... Yeah, adult, I'm young old, adult yeah. kind of character, which is totally fine. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But I think, again, just trying to compare, like, oh, this is a D&D campaign I'm watching. I'm mm-hmm. obviously just going to compare it to D&D campaigns I've been in. And so seeing those differences mm-hmm. has been really interesting. Um, but again, I've talked a lot. It's a really good show, though. Really, really entertaining. There's and, definitely a uh, dynamic. Like, yeah.
1: I've had a lot of friends that have wanted to do, like, Dungeons and Dragons throughout the years. They wanted to record it. Yeah. And, uh... Like not all of my friends um, are the most family friendly, and so I've always kind of distanced myself from the idea um, mm-hmm. of recording that with them, just because I, you know, we do this podcast and stuff, and yeah, um, makes sense. A lot of people would see one person's actions, and then relate. It, it's a whole thing with mm. Christian, yeah, Christian podcasts and things. But uh, <laughs> I, the other thing that I don't like, and because it got brought up again, uh, to record the D and D sessions that we're going to be doing. Um, at my own house, like that, I'm DMing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just don't like the idea of like, like it should be play. And so I think when you you hit a record button, it becomes a performance. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just don't like. There, it's a different, at least for me, like a totally different mindset. Um, the way that I would interact in front of a camera, or you know, just having fun and, and yeah. exactly. Yeah. And like. It, I, I don't understand the want to do that. No. Uh, obviously, if you're making money off of it and doing it professionally. Oh, totally absolutely. Different. By like, all means. Critical Role, like, I like... totally get that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I wouldn't want to do that every week. Like, every week or every month that I'm playing a session. It's a lot um, of pressure. For an audience. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah.
2: And, and all of a sudden, you're not really playing for yourself anymore. You're playing for some imaginary audience. And for me, as yeah. much as I enjoy watching Box Machina, and as great as I imagine Critical Role probably is, um... I would never trade that time into just playing dungeons and dragons myself. Playing dungeons and dragons myself or dming dungeons and dragons myself is always going to be more fun, more enjoyable than watching mm. a show about D&D, watching a movie about D&D, right? Yeah. Or or listening to people play D&D. Um it was so funny. We- because I did end up seeing Dungeons and Dragons the movie with um one of my D&D parties that I that I run and my husband even said, because he's in the group, he even said, Hey, so we're all free for like three hours on a Saturday. Why don't we just play d Why watch a movie about it when we can just play it? And I even thought, "I'm like, that sounds more fun than watching this movie. And obviously we ended up watching the movie. <laughs> but I think that's the uh, the worry and concern I have for those who only really know Critical Role and don't know anything else about Justice right. and the It's like, it is first and foremost a game and it's ideally played with friends. Because for me, um, just to get a little personal here, it's been a really amazing excuse to continue to see friends from college who otherwise I would really not be able to hang out with consistently. You know, we're getting Mm -hmm. close to the end of this like three or four year long campaign and all of us are feeling pretty bittersweet about it because this has been the one thing keeping us, you know, together for a couple hours every Wednesday night um, for the last couple of years. And you know, we use that opportunity mm. to just sort of catch up as well and sort of talk about stuff. Like we're not role-playing constantly. Um, and again, no no harm to like Critical Role. Like they're amazing, they're professionals and they're really good at role-playing and like they're doing it for a reason, et cetera, et cetera. But at least for me and my, it's like, it's fun. It's a fun time. It's not meant to be super serious. I feel like as well, if I were to be performing in front of an audience, I'd feel way more pressure because all of a sudden people are going to be like judging me that aren't even my players. Like if anyone's going to be judging how I'm running a game, like I'd want to be my players. It it's mm-hmm. doesn't matter if other people listening to it are enjoying it. What matters is if the players are enjoying it. So just a rant, just a little spiel. Vox Machina is a very good show, but don't use Critical Role and don't use Vox Machina as what, as your label as to what D&D is. It can be inspiration. Hundred percent it can be. I think I've been inspired by it in, in ways of like, oh, maybe I can make characters like more like this, or maybe I can make my stories more like this. Um, I think that's great. I think inspiration is mm-hmm. great. I just fear for people who only listen to Critical Role and think like this is exactly what D D is and this is the pinnacle of D D and then try to go into a D D group. Um, especially with people they don't know. Because again, it's way more fun with friends. Like way more fun with friends because you get all these inside jokes and all these things going you already know each other um you already have that separation between role-playing and how you actually are because you already know each other right um i i just fear for those people right so i think yeah about, i think i, I think I talked enough about that well, that's well said i think it's a good
0: kind of warning to people yeah because i've even heard people
2: there's like horror stories right on like you can even go to RPG horror stories subreddit, and you'll see every once in a while people be like, "Oh yeah, here's someone who like just wants to be Matt Mercer." And again, like if you're trying to get inspiration for Matt Mercer, that's amazing. He's a very good DM, but you kind of have to come up with your own style too. You can't just mimic him. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with like playing. You know, if you have this expectation that like whoever your DM is going to be like having this amazing, perfect homebrew world that's like all like. Amazing because again, like, Bat Mercer is a very, very good world builder as well. Like, you just can't compare it all, right? Like, you gotta have mm-hmm. your own experiences, make it your own. That's what makes D&D super fun is because you kind of make it your own. So,
1: I think Met Mercer, if anything, has helped me kind of lean into the role playing more, yeah. Rules, um, I think like when I played at first, like, critical role wasn't a huge deal, mm-hmm. or at least I didn't know about it at the time. This is years ago, sure, yeah, um, yeah. So there's so many resources now. It's kind of crazy. Um, I do not empty my DM because there are so many more resources at my fingertips than than he had. Oh, for um, sure. Yep. I don't know how he did it at all because it's a lot. Um, but for me, it was all about the combat and I found the combat kind of boring. Uh, and like the role playing stuff, I was always trying to kind of like rush through because I thought that was like not the game. Um, I see. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to watch stuff. I think like and a lot of people that I that I know that are playing. Uh, like, my my party, they know Critical Role pretty well. hmm And I think that is kind of, like, in a healthy way, giving them kind of an expectation oh,
2: of, like acting a little bit more. Totally. Um, yeah, I know some people so in my party you know, also are similar. Bit, yeah, no, I think, in a, yeah, inspiration's super good. Again, like, there's people in my party, too, who have been listening for years and years, right? Like, they're, they still continue to listen every week, and they have been listening mm-hmm. since for, for years now. Like, I remember during COVID times, so like, I would be walking around, and they're walking around with their headphones listening to Critical Role. Um, <laughs> and so, and it really does come through with the role-playing, but I think even talking to them, they also agree that just playing D&D is going to be more fun than listening to you, it, Definitely. right? It's you got to kind of have that distinction,
1: I guess. And I not to bring it, like, all the way back into a like circular, uh, yeah. but, you know, you talked about, like, the relationships and stuff. Like, that would be weird in a normal D&D session. Mm-hmm. Um, the overly, over describing things as a as a dm could be a little wonky and so there's definitely negatives to just like thinking that you're going to be critical role at home uh it just doesn't make sense because it's a it, it's way more narrative and produced it, than, yes uh, it is than play
2: totally is yep again it's it's listening to critical role totally good totally cool just like also play D D. D. Yeah. Maybe also just go play. Do that. <laughs> it's the
1: story. Go play Dungeons and Dragons.
2: <laughs> or another TTRPG. It doesn't have to be Dungeons and Dragons. There's plenty of others. Yeah. Um, and you could try any of them. So. But Vox Market Eye is a very good show. Mm-hmm. All, cool. all things considered.
1: Did <laughs> we, do you still... No, you. Yeah. Um, What have you been watching?
0: I just watched. I mean, I watched a few episodes of a. Um, so I found out there was an anime back in the 90s made that was based on Virtual Fighter. The, like, old fighting game. Uh-huh. And okay. I saw that on Wario 64, and I bought the Blu-ray, because I'm like, this is a weird piece of, like, history that, like, yeah. I existed. Cool. Um, I watched a few episodes, and, uh, it was pretty good so far. Very classic anime, very, um, like, the character eats a lot, and he's this young dude who's just, like, a really good fighter. Kind of, like, very Goku-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, and, you know, typical shonen kind of. Um... It's good so far. It seems like I've only watched a few episodes of it, but I, it was like on Blu-ray for like 35 bucks. I could have watched it free off of like Pluto TV or somewhere, but I was like, you know what? This is a weird piece of fighting game history that I'm just going to like buy. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, I think it's got like 30, it's got, I think 20, 30 something episodes. So, um, I'm gonna watch more of it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's fun so far. So Sweet. nothing too crazy to share there, but just a weird piece of history. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we will get into uh, the TV news then. We've got a couple different things here. Yeah, uh, There's a trailer for Peacock's Twisted Metal. Yes. Uh, which, LJ, I hit it right on your parade. You you are really excited about it. Well,
0: so far, I'll say so far, it doesn't look that bad, but we don't, haven't seen much.
1: Yeah. See, uh, so- I'm with the opposite boat. I'm like, it looks so bad, but we haven't seen <laughs> much. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Anthony Mackie, I love him as an actor. Um, I'm, I will always give something that he's in a chance. Because uh, I think he does really well. Um, he just always gets put in these, like, roles that aren't great. I don't know <laughs> who his publicist is. Yeah. Ultra um, oh. <laughs> Carbon. Really, really great show. I was really excited for him to play season two. And uh, season two was not a good season. Um, but it was not Anthony Mackie's fault at all. He did amazing. <laughs> so it's just... It, and then there was that robot movie that he was in where he was mm-hmm. a like robot killing machine thing. And, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it was like, it was okay. He did great, but like the movie wasn't great. Um, I don't know. He just gets some unfortunate roles. So I don't know his, his line where he's Poor like, unfortunate
0: engines. roles. <laughs> I think that's funny. Yeah. To me, that line was so cheesy. Um, it, I, it's going to be of a particular era, I think. You know, it seems like they're going to lean into a particular era, which is makes sense because Twisted Metal came out in the 90s. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sweet Tooth looks awesome so far. Like, that looks like, okay, that looks like Sweet Tooth. Um, yeah, Sweet Tooth is right. I want to know how dark or how silly they're going to go because those games, obviously, that has got, like, dark themes. Um, you know, the characters are all pretty crazy and wacky um if you really wanted to go hard you could go twisted metal black uh style and that would be like a hard r um Mm. from the vibes i think it
1: should be honestly from
0: the from the vibes i get from this trailer it's going to be a bit more silly and i think that's
1: okay too um it should be a dark deadpool yeah but this is like almost like
0: well Twisted Metal Black is, like, almost horror movie dark. Like, I mean, yeah, it's... Definitely. Which, it's always had the horror movie kind of themes a little bit. and Like, with with some of the characters. Um, but I think of, like, Mr. Grimm, who's, like... He was mostly a silly character in most of the games, but... In, it does
1: have the writers from Deadpool. I thought it did.
0: In Twisted Metal Black, like, Mr. Grimm is literally a Vietnam... A guy from Vietnam who... The only way he could escape out of a hole... Out of, like, a hole is if he ate his friend and he wears the skull of his friend uh, as a uh, mask. Oh and he my. drives like a military motorcycle like and there's yes. that's not even the worst of it. There's like other crazy yeah.
1: characters no, their wish their wishes are all terrible.
0: <laughs> yes, it's all like it's a messed up like it's and it's a, it's a silly car combat video game like if you give me like Mad Max Fury Road style like you know like scenes and like stuff like that like that's that's all anybody really wants. Yeah. Um I I think the the silly the silliness i think is gonna i think it's gonna be more appealing um the dark i think the darker stuff would be cool though too i'm in between uh
1: horror comedy like the only horror movie stuff that i do like is comedy so like freaky yeah yeah Yeah. i loved and then um happy death day another horror thing so i'm not usually into horror um
0: yeah
1: so, like for me that's what twisted metal should be yes like Really horrific and terrible. Yeah. Um, but then, like peacemaker, funny.
0: Yep. And I think that's what the original games always kind of did. Like Twisted Metal Black went hard left into like horror territory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if they like literally Rob Zombie was a character in one of them, and he literally drove a Dracula, like <laughs> um, you know, Sheesh, like stuff okay. like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: there's we'll old, there's know. a certain group I, of people that will totally so get kind that of like, reference. Like, well... We'll see how that goes. A lot of the
0: horror movies people. pop up on Peacock, too. Like, I think Megan just popped up on there and stuff like that. Um,
1: <sighs> you know, I so. kind of wish HBO had it. I feel like HBO probably would have handled it a little bit better. Uh, yeah. But we don't. I, know I, I see. It. I'm just.
0: I have hopes sure. for this. It, until I see more, like, Samoa Joe, the wrestler, is playing Sweet Tooth. I oh. wonder what Will Arnett is going to sound like, <laughs> as, like. I mean, he's going to sound like Will Arnett, but I'm just like, I'm curious to see what that performance is going to be like as Sweet Tooth. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like, this is one of the shows that, like, I showed my stepdad. I'm like, hey, this is up your alley. Like, I'm going to... (laughs) I'm going to get him to watch this, because I know, like... Yeah, it's... I think it'll be fun, Mm -hmm. at the very least. We'll
1: see. Mm -hmm. I'm not sold yet, but they can still sell me. Uh, Another thing I'm not sold on is... I I guess it hasn't sold to anyone yet, Uh, but that's the Vampire Survivors TV show um, that is being worked on by... What are they called? Uh, Story Kitchen. And Story Kitchen is a production team. um, Some big names in it. I'm trying to find where they are. Drama creator Derek Colston. uh, Demetrio Johnson, who's the producer of Sonic the Hedgehog, like the movies. Yo. And then uh, Mike Goldberg. Okay. So some big names attached to it. uh, And they are basically trying to... They're partnering with the creators of Vampire Survivors... And uh, trying to get TV networks to buy uh, their, I think, animated show. Yeah, animated TV show. I mean... I... It... <laughs> like, there's no... All the lore is jokes. So, so and, and that's
0: why, like, Vampire Survivors in itself is a Castlevania, like, parody, right? Like, yeah. a lot of those sprites are, like, not saying that they are straight from Castlevania, but they look pretty darn close. Yeah um or else they'd probably be sued if they were exactly like close yeah, um right. but that's what that is like to me it's like i picture all those little sprites as like you know castlevania stuff like from the old days um so i think it, that's what this show needs to be um yeah i, I think that's cool. a funny castlevania uh-huh. like a totally goofy like when you think horror when you say yeah, like fun. you mentioned like horror comedy with twisted metal i think this mm. needs to be horror comedy but with like they literally need to play off of like how dark like the Castlevania show is or something. And, say, like, do
1: how would you feel if it was the same animation style?
0: I but think that just... would be I think it would be <laughs> they need to make it more eighties or something. Or more More eighties, like, okay. More retro, I think. <laughs> um, but again I don't if,
1: know if I I love the game so much. I just don't know if I care about this shit. Well, yeah.
0: I was saying if they're if they're gonna do, I mean, obviously it sounds like they're gonna they're getting one they're gonna attempt to make one. I think it needs to be a parody. I think it needs to be a comedy. Like I think it needs to be the most dumbest thing ever, and that's the way yeah. it's gonna succeed.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I I'm excited for a trailer. I want to I want to know more. Yes, I'm intrigued. Um. I there are so many shows out. I don't know if I can commit to something like this, but
0: well, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like we're gonna get some time to catch up on shows. I think so. We'll
1: yes. see. Hey, good segue. Uh, our last piece of news is this uh, um, writer strike that's happening, and LJ, you're kind of knowledgeable on it. I don't want to get too in the weeds about the strike. I don't. There's just better sources, I think, um, that right. are kind of explain. What the writer strike is and what's happening there. Yeah. Um. The news that I want to report on is kind of the effects of it. Um, yep. Daredevil, Born Again is going to be delayed. Stranger Things is delayed. Um. There's a bunch of other stuff that can be delayed as well. Blade uh, yeah. just went
0: through a delay and that's going and they're going to delay it again. Oh man. Yeah.
1: So super unfortunate. Um. For the nerds. Hopefully. Uh. They decide to pay their creators, their writers, soon. Um, the last time this happened, I was a kid, and Heroes was a show that came out. And the first season I was so good. Heroes. Uh, For season one, it got real bad. My and dad
0: and I watched that whole first season, like, like yeah. every time it came on, like every episode.
1: Cable television really hasn't been the same since. Like, you're kind of right. I can't think of anything. I guess Lost came in after that, and a lot of people liked Lost, but like the writing of you know like cheap cable network shows really fell off after that writer strike. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then you get, you know, these higher budgeted things now, so. I don't know. This is all about um streaming uh services specifically. Yes. And their writers being treated like freelancers.
0: Yeah, so that's the way I understand it. I had somebody explain I saw somebody explain this on TikTok who seems very knowledgeable in this in this field. The way they explained it is, it's a streaming service thing. Um, basically, the writers are not getting paid as much because the streaming services that they're writing the shows for, like you said, they're getting paid more, like freelancers. It sounds like, um, and then also apparently AI is like a big part of this too. Because uh. I don't know if I, I don't know if there was a demand. I I don't know exactly the situation, but it sounds like there was a demand made, where somebody said okay, what we, and we also don't want you to go and try and use things like ChatGPT to write, to help write our the stuff that you're hiring us to make. Um, and it sounds like a studio, whatever studio it was, studios, sounds like they didn't say yes or no. Like, it sounds like it was a non-answer. Um, so that's mm-hmm. where this strike is coming from. Um, so I'm like, this royally sucks. Um, for the writers, um, like just for people who you know are working hard on this stuff and and obviously the studios are the ones that are fronting that are fitting the bill to make the magic happen um so it's like what are you going to do when you don't have people to write the shows that you want to get made you know like yeah yeah like like i said this that's kind of the way i understand it
1: yeah uh it's upsetting it's frustrating i hope that uh we it doesn't impact the industry um in a negative way uh hopefully everything gets kind of ironed down uh, and it's like they're supposed to be paid. Movie,
0: the, movie theaters and such exactly. like that and like movies specifically are already hanging in the balance
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know like at least that experience and then tv is like even wor- like it's even worse because it's like well like you, we have such a constant amount of content Drip. being boom 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 just pumped into our these services Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, like it's kind of crazy.
1: Cool. Uh, but we'll end the podcast there, kind of on a sad note. But uh, hopefully things will kind of change soon. Yeah. Um. Another thing that we're geeking out about a little bit, I'm just going to tease it. because uh, we've been working on it. Uh, last couple of days, the Twitch uh, overlays and things on our Twitch channel, Twitch TV slash are going to go through a bit of a change. Um, everyone decided that so we have for those who don't know uh if you go there's our our camera and then there's the gameplay in this like small box and then there's a chat thing and so we're getting rid of the chat piece and then uh putting the camera in in the gameplay so you get a little bit more of the gameplay Mm -hmm. should be a little bit easier to watch um the actual games that we're streaming Uh, and so yeah i've been working on that kind of keep an eye out for that next couple weeks we should probably have that start rolling out yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh that's really what I've been geeking out about all week mm. is uh Twitch overlay stuff because it's kind of a game to me. I like to play with, with the graphics and things. Uh Shelly, where can they find you at?
2: You can find me on Twitter at the
0: Shell Twenty Four. And LJ? You can find me everywhere on social media under LJThePaladin. the Paladin.
1: And you can find me at twitch.tv slash race on Wednesdays um and playing Jane echoes probably until it's over because it's fun nice uh, mm-hmm. and then on instagram at cody armor keep gaming keep praying and god bless
0: Bye hey.
1: we hope you enjoyed this episode of the geeks under grace podcast